On this episode of the Best of Bias podcast, you got me talking some NFL scores from week three, seeing if our predictions came true. Um, of course, some of them did, some of them didn't. We had a good week three. I talk about all the scores, all the highlights and stuff like that. Of course, I'll be predicting week four scores and stuff like that as well, seeing if I can get those right, keep my streak alive. Also, I talk about the Best of Bias Invitational Fantasy Football League, um, how I'm doing in that league and how some of the boys is doing in that league. Of course, I'm not doing too well right now. I'm in 11th out of 12th place, but we'll talk about all that and talk about how it's going to be the comeback story for the ages you know what i mean but um we also got some pop culture topics to sprinkle in at the end Ime doka and some stuff going on with him and the celtics adam levine and the side chick drama uh wolverine's gonna be in deadpool blade loses director and rihanna is gonna be performing halftime at super bowl 57 so we got a lot to talk about thank you for being here welcome it's another uh you know best of bias podcast happy friday first and foremost man I almost forget to say that every time but it's friday you made it to the end of the week so yeah congratulations on that you didn't you know overstretch yourself but yes yeah, the best of bias podcast where my theme song at enjoy it's the best uh best of bias you need to hear for you should try us from pop culture to the movies to unite us it's the best uh best of bias uh, best of bias What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Best of Bias Podcast. It's your boy, Lydell De Niro. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. Man, it's Friday. We made it. Everybody just pat yourselves on the back, making it to the end of the week. Uh, making it to your favorite podcast. Push and play on that pl- podcast where you listen. Um, in the car, work. If you're watching it on the YouTube, welcome. Sorry about not having the video last week, guys. We, uh, Me and AKA had a little, um, you know, technical difficulties, not with the video or nothing like that. We just uh, had some miscommunication and just kind of lost track of time. Uh, we both were on vacation, so it got a little messed up, but we are back. It's a beautiful episode, brand new day, brand new Friday, as a matter of fact. And we got some NFL scores from week three. Uh, we're going to see... Um, if my predictions came true, um, my last episode, I predicted the scores and the winners. I didn't know the scores. I'm tripping. Some of the winners um, that may have come true on week three. And I told you guys I'm going to remember who I picked. But again, I didn't. Hopefully you guys looked at the video, listen to the podcast. It's a pop quiz for y'all to see if I'm true. I'm telling you, if I'm not, if, if, if you guys don't know and didn't watch, listen to the podcast and keep me true to form, I'm going to say I got them all right. Um, so for new listeners, man, I've been making all these picks and I've been getting them all right all, all season so far through week three. Listeners, if you're returning from last time, if you know I missed some, got some wrong, whatever. Hey, <laughs> we welcome back. Um, let's talk about week three because week three was crazy. Um, if you watch football like I do on the red zone and got fantasy teams, you was watching all the games and you know what happened. Um, so I'm gonna briefly go through week three. Um, some of the scores and some of the highlights, some of the players you may have on your fantasy team, um, just kind of get into how they did. And if they did good, I'm talking about it. If they did bad, I'm probably going to talk about that shit too. And if they did okay, I'm probably going to skip it because, you know, we ain't going to talk about that mediocre shit. I'm either here to praise you or talk about how you did bad, man, how you fucked up somebody's fantasy scores. Because some of my scores have been completely fucked up. Excuse my languages for the younger listeners out there. You probably heard these words before, but that's why I got the explicit um, on the podcast so you can listen at your own risk. Maybe you got your mom over there that okay as you listen to this, but hey. But yeah, my fantasy scores have been kind of skewed. Man, I have a great team. I told you guys all about it when we were drafting. Sorry, you guys see me looking over there. I'm trying this double camera thing to get better angles for y'all. You know what I'm saying? I'm always trying to improve the pie for y'all and try to do try new things. But yeah, 
Um, my fantasy team, I've drafted a great roster. It just seems like the running backs this year aren't performing like they usually do in fantasy, which is kind of changing the outcome of the season. Me personally, I thought I had a really good running back tandem with my fantasy team, which I'll get into later. I'm not going to get too far into it. But I got Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette. Um, this them alone from their last year's productivity, um, I should be smashing in my league, but I am I'm going to wait, wait until later to tell you my um, record because I'm not that. Yeah, it's not that good. But let's hop into these scores. Um, we'll talk a little bit about NFL uh, week four, um, preview the games with the spreads, and I'll make my predictions on those. I highlighted those to make it easy for me. And I'll be able to remember from the, uh, last week, uh, for next week. So I know what I picked last week. I promise you guys I will remember that. Um, but, yeah, let's get into these games, starting with the Thursday night game. Uh, I know you guys watched it. Uh, I don't know how y'all have been liking it, but those games on Amazon Prime, have you guys been liking that? Um, I know it's not on TV. It's kind of weird to have to watch it on Amazon Prime. If you ain't got it, it's kind of fucked up. You can't watch Thursday Night Football. But hopefully you got a home. You can get their password and log in somewhere and watch that shit. But it's been kind of cool. I like being able to watch it on my phone or access it anywhere you can access Amazon Prime. And you get more. So um, something better, something more of a, per a perk for having Amazon Prime. Um, I actually use V-Ron's login, honestly. I don't have my own Amazon Prime. I have Amazon, but I don't have Prime. Um, I had a bad experience back in the day when I was in college. Um, Amazon Prime charged me like $90. I mean, I was a broke college student. I was like, man, why are you charging me $90 for Amazon Prime? I was on a, a free preview. You asked me if I wanted a, a two-week trial. I pressed yes, and it automatically charged me $90. I was like, y'all crazy, bro. But anyways, nowadays, it's giving you everything you need, grabbing shit and putting it on your doorstep in two days. That's crazy. Amazon Prime, Jeff Bezos. I fucks with you. If you want to sponsor the podcast, hey, holla at me. We could talk about it. Um, I need to talk about some Shark Tank on here, too. Talk about some business ideas. Maybe we can get a best of bias consulting firm going. Listeners, if you're into that kind of stuff, hit me up in the DMs. We can start a little something, you know what I mean? But without further ado, let me get into these games before I get too distracted. Um, get you guys to enjoy your Friday. I ain't going to hold y'all too long. Um, Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Pittsburgh 1-2 and two now after losing this game 17-29 to the 2-1 Cleveland Browns. Um, this is actually pretty interesting, again, because Jacoby Brissett is starting, waiting for Deshaun Watson to come off that 11-week suspension. Um, and he's actually doing his thing. Um, we're actually seeing Amari Cooper kind of show his worth now. The Cowboys did trade him for like a fifth or sixth round pick, which is going to be Turning out to be pretty crazy if the Browns end up making the playoffs this year without uh, Baker Mayfield, and it was just Baker Mayfield holding them back. If like a quarterback, like a um, you know a trailblazer like uh, Jacoby Brissett can come in there and hold them above water and actually get them to the playoffs, because that division is going to be kind of hard. But the um, you know the Cincinnati Bengals aren't looking like they were last year, you know. So the Browns could be a cool second place in that division and actually could win a wild card spot. But I'll get there in a little bit. But Trubisky uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers is turning out to be really bad again. They have really good weapons offensively and have a really good defense over there in Pittsburgh. So I'm sure that their defense is holding teams um, to a certain extent, but Mitch Trubisky is putting teams in bad places when he's not able to throw the ball deep. Um, he is only able to run the ball not really able to read defenses as well as he should. Um, so it's kind of holding the Pittsburgh Steelers back. Um, that's why they're one and two right now. Having uh, Chase Claypool, uh, George Pickens, uh, Deontay Johnson, Najee Harris in the backfield, Pat Fryermuth at tight end. There's a bunch of weapons out there in Pittsburgh, but it seems like Mr. Trubisky um, can't get those weapons open or throw the ball to him at all. And they don't want to put in Kenny Pickett for some reason. Uh, Coach Tomlin was uh, really adamant that they're going to keep Mitch Trubisky in and not really going to go to Kenny Pickett. So that's crazy. Um, again, Cooper had seven catches, 101 yards, a touchdown. And this is like his second time, uh, second game in a row that he uh, topped 100 yards. So he's really proven to be J Jacoby Brissett's go-to guy. Um, we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of 
what we didn't think Amari Cooper had. A lot of people thought that he was leaving the Cowboys and was going to be washed up, especially because Deshaun Watson wasn't playing. But he is actually showing he is the number one receiver. He is the route guy out there. He is one of the top receivers that running routes. I mean, behind uh, Devontae Adams, I think it's probably Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper when it comes to running routes because that boy be chopping people up. And he might not be the fastest receiver, but he gets open. And that's all you really need. I mean, when you have a running back like Nick Chubb, who's constantly going out there rushing for like two, three touchdowns a game. Um, this game, he had 23 rushes for 113 yards and a touchdown. Last game, he had three touchdowns. So as long as Amari Cooper can, uh, you know, contribute a little bit, David Njoku can keep being a, a contributor a little bit. A lot of stuff can happen. You never know what could happen. Um, so I think they can keep treading water and get to where they need to be until uh, Deshaun Watson come back week 11 and does some stuff for him. But yeah, um, in this game, Kenny, uh, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens did have one of the catches of the year. People are saying it's better than Odell's catch. He had like a one-hander, reached all, reached all the way back, one-handed it on him. But um, yeah, wasn't enough. Najee Harris only had 57 yards. He had a touchdown though, but that uh, line over there in Pittsburgh is still pretty bad. So maybe that's hindering uh, Mitch Trubisky a little bit. But I still think that it's time for Kenny Pickett to actually go out there because I think he can throw a lot better than Trubisky. He can probably read the defense uh, a lot better than Trubisky. And he's a Pittsburgh native. Well, he played at the University of Pittsburgh. So uh, the fans are probably clamoring for him to get a chance. And they'll probably be behind him when he does get a chance. So um, I don't know if they're protecting him because they see some stuff at practice that says he's not ready. But I think it's time to give him a chance if you guys are going to keep losing the teams that you should beat because your schedule is going to get a little harder. I know they play us down the road, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, so they need to get it together in pretty quick. Um, the next game, uh, Bills 2-1 and played Miami, which was a really good game, um, who are 3-0 and now because they beat the Bills 21-19. Uh, there was a lot of shit going on in this game, uh, starting with the butt, uh, the butt punt. The kicker kicked the ball into the back of the you know personal protector's butt. In the back of the end zone, getting a safety. We never seen that before. It might have been worse than the Mark Sanchez butt fumble. Who knows? Uh, we had Tua getting slammed into the. T- uh, I don't know if it was turf. It was probably grass. But he hit his head, got up, and was hella wobbly. Fell back down. Everybody thought he had a concussion. They took him back to the locker room, checked him out, and they said it was like a back injury. So he was able to play when it was clearly a head injury. Um, it, it was crazy. Uh, you know, I think the Dolphins with those receivers, again, I talked about it last episode, they can do anything they want to do. I mean, if Tua can't throw, really throw it down the field or like, you know, beat somebody deep, he doesn't really have to um, because the cushion that every cornerback is going to give Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill isn't going to be easy for like a easy five yard in any kind of curl slants. And they're good in space. So they can take one of those to the house easy. Or, I mean, if he does want to throw something deep, all he has to do is wait for Tyree Kill or Waddle to burn somebody deep 10 yards <laughs> off the line of scrimmage and they can just throw it to him wide open. And he doesn't have to be super accurate because either they're going to catch it in the end zone if you throw it too far, or if you throw it short, they'll be so far in front of somebody that they can slow down, catch it, and still have hella five, 10 yards <laughs> between them and the next defender to actually get something or just sit down and not get touched. So it's a lot of shit the Dolphins could do. Um, they have some running backs that are shifty, Mostert and uh, who is it, Chase Edmonds now. So they can do a lot that forces um doesn't force Tua to do too much you know so as long as he stays healthy and they don't have to use Teddy Bridgewater I think they can be all right um they're 3-0 uh now and they play the Bengals next which I think they can handle if they beat the Bills who are smacking everybody I think they'll be all right uh Josh Allen threw the ball 63 times which is pretty crazy um man they throw the ball over there he went 42 of 63 400 yards two touchdowns and 47 yards rushing again I hope he stays healthy because they do run him a lot 
and he does run the ball. I think he has the green light to run the ball whenever he wants to. So he puts himself in danger a lot, which is kind of crazy. So as long as he stays healthy, the Bills do have a shot at getting to the championship. I don't know about winning that shit, but getting there. And I feel like, yeah, um, I don't know. Just stay healthy because uh, Diggs is already kind of banged up. Uh, Gabe Davis is already kind of banged up. The running backs, you have a lot of running backs over there. Good three-headed monster type uh, deal over there. But nobody is super, super good. So if anybody gets banged up there, you know, they could be in dire straits. They got a bunch of defensive uh, players that are hurt already, um, some linemen that are hurt. So um, all that pedal to the metal in the beginning of the season can be a detriment to them later if they don't kind of like hone it in and get everything together and just kind of like chill on the the razzle dazzle we believe you guys we see that you guys are a, a contender for the playoffs for the championship now just kind of chill out and see what you got play it safe because man by the middle of the season everybody's going to be hurt and you're going to have a, a raven season if you guys don't do it smartly uh, next game, Cincinnati versus the Jets. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals won 27 to 12. Um, Joe Flacco came back down to earth. Um, Joe Burrow and uh, the Bengals are still kind of struggling. Um, Jamar Chase, he fumbled once in the game. Uh, I was playing him in fantasy this week, so he didn't really score until the end of the um, the end of the game. Uh, T. Higgins coming off a concussion got blasted. He uh, I don't know if he went into concussion protocols, but he did get blasted and looked like he got taken out of the game again. But I don't know if he came back or not but he uh man it was ugly but Taj Boyd they have a three-headed monster at, at receiver over there so they have a bunch of people who if one isn't isn't able to pick up the slack you know there's another guy out there that can um Joe Burrow I don't know they're not blocking for him that offensive line they have they spent a whole bunch of money on it but he's constantly getting sacked and having to run for his life which is making it harder for him to get the ball to his you know his receivers or give it to Joe Mixon to have him run the ball either because they paid a whole bunch of money for this line and they're just kind of like acting like matadors right now and just laying all the linemen to come through and just sack the quarterback. And Joe Burrow's coming off of two knee injuries, so he can't be getting sacked like that. Um, he went 23 for 36, 275 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Taj Boyd, um, four, uh, four catches, 105 yards, touchdown. T. Higgins went five for 93. Um, and it just, like I said, he got hit twice. And I hope he didn't get another concussion because seasons or careers actually can get shortened by too many head injuries. We saw players retire early because the head injuries that they sustained during these games, especially at receiver, because you – you know, sometimes you have to be that receivers that put yourself in susceptible positions to get smacked and get head injuries. And though it's a flag, you still have to take those hits and that shit still hurts. So that's crazy. Um, shout out to the uh, Bengals. They're still only one and two, but at least they're back on track. Um, and the Jets kind of just, like I said, reverted back to the mean. Um, Joe Flacco's Joe Flacco. Zach Wilson's supposed to be able to come back this week. And hopefully we get to see um, the emergence of uh, Elijah Moore again. It's been a lot of Garrett Wilson, um, the rookie out of Ohio State as of late. Um, and we saw a little bit of Corey Davis in the last couple of weeks. So maybe Zach Wilson coming back, he'll spread the ball a little bit more around. We'll see Brees Hall get some, uh, get some burn and uh, Mike Carter get back in the mix. And maybe the uh, Jets can win some games. Um, but the Jets are one and two as well. Um, then we have who we have here. We have the Las Vegas Raiders versus the Tennessee Titans. This game personally made me hella mad. Uh, the Titans won 24 to 22. Um, I just don't understand why the Raiders can't finish games. I have Derek Carr as my starting quarterback. 
And it's just some of the shit that happens during the course of the game is just like you get high hopes at the beginning, and then towards the end of the game, they just let you down, yo. I, I can't imagine if I was a Raiders fan how I would feel, but just me having him as my quarterback for the last couple of weeks is just throwing me through the ringer. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, just little – yeah, just little interceptions that happen here and there. It might not be his fault every time. This one in particular, it wasn't. It went right through uh, Waller's hands into the defender's hands. Those deflections are pretty fucked up. They always end up being the, uh, you know, the receiver's fault for the ball going through the hands, tipping it to the other guy. But they don't have that in the stat book. They don't have receivers causing interceptions in the stat book. So it always goes towards the quarterback. And it's sorry for them. But it is what it is. And it is kind of fucked up. But Derek Carr did have a slight weight good game. That means kind of good game. Uh, 26. If you can put the definition up there somewhere for me, AK, I appreciate that. Slight weight up there. Um, if not, it's cool. Too. I won't make, make you work too much. <laughs> uh, Derek Carr went 26 for 44. Uh, 303 yards, two touchdowns, and that interception, which was fucked up. Um, they did end up losing. They almost came back, but they didn't get the two-point conversion. I can relate to that. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the Buccaneers game. God damn it. Um, but, yeah, it was crazy. Mac Hollins came out of nowhere, man. Last couple of games, he's been balling. This game, he went eight for 158 yards, which he probably will never do again, but that was wild. it was wild for one touchdown. And the touchdown he did catch was wild. It was one-on-one. -on -one. They needed that to win the game in the last couple seconds of the game. Threw a fade to him. He just mossed the DB. It was crazy. Just over his head like he was Calvin Johnson, like he was uh, Julio Jones, like he was a Mike Evans. I should have said him first. Um, but, yeah, it was wild. Um, but they they weren't able to get that two point, two point conversion, and they ended up losing. Uh, Raiders 0-3. Tennessee is 1-2. New Orleans, uh, they lost to who did they play? Oh, they played the Carolina Panthers. They lost 22 to 14, which I'm happy about. Those Saints, every time they can lose a game, makes me happy. I mean, I like Jameis Winston, I really do, but I don't know why he decided to go to the New Orleans Saints. That's kind of like Travis Dye going to the USC, you know what I'm saying? I fucks with you, but I can't cheer for you because you went to our rival team and you knew it was our rival. So it kind of hurts me a little more that you would do that make your money Jameis I feel it they gave you a chance but it's like damn you join the rival team and you're gonna let, let them talk smack about us and join the smack talk you know what I'm saying that's why Devin White had to go off on you after we beat you like that and talk shit about you turning the ball over because you joined the enemy joined Cam Jordan uh who else and all those other bums over there talking shit about us every week every time they beat us they think they won the championship actually let me not go off let me just get into this game sorry about that sorry about that guys man I kind of fuck the Saints uh yeah so Jameis winston um you know Jameis gone Jameis. i wrote that down here sorry bro i had to say it um he went 25 for 41 353 yards he can throw the ball but he also had two interceptions um he's looking for chris olave um he found a new favorite receiver um chris olave got like four three speed so he can beat pretty much any corner in the league but it's just like Jameis kind of like locks into him and kind of like puts himself in weird positions because you know There'll be somebody rushing at him, and he'll be so locked in on Olave, he won't even focus on the person rushing at him, and he'll still throw it regardless of being hit or not, and it's either hit or miss. Either he'll get the ball, catch it for a long gain, or the ball go way out of bounds, or the ball get intercepted. So um, Olave did have a game this game. Uh, he went for, let's see here, nine for 147. Um, I don't think he scored a touchdown, but Traquan Smith went four for 105. Uh, Kamara got off to a slow start this game or for this season, actually, um, with the suspension looming and he has a rib injury right now. Um, he only had 61 yards and he did fumble. 
Christian McCaffrey finally tops 100 yards, 25 carries, though. I don't really think that's efficient enough. 25 carries to get 108 yards. Uh, you know what I mean? It's it's cool, but it's like, man, we need more, man. I don't want Baker Mayfield to come to the Panthers and ruin this lucky shot that I had at getting Christian McCaffrey early. I mean, late, actually, in the draft. Man, I'm telling you, I got him at number eight, and I was so happy about it. But now, the fact that I have to endure Baker Mayfield going over there to try to throw deep bombs to people that he can't throw to, throwing interceptions, not handing it off to Christian McCaffrey, not dumping it off and checking it down to Christian McCaffrey like he should. It's just wild to see, man. We're seeing now that it wasn't Odell, it wasn't Jarvis Landry, it wasn't the coaches. Baker Mayfield is out here being Baker Mayfield and ruining Christian McCaffrey, ruining DJ Moore, and it's it's just not good, man. Do something about that. Sam Darnold, if you can come back and just save me. Come on, Sam. Save your boy. I I, I can't endure this no more. Baker ain't it, you know? He ain't gonna play back, patty cake somewhere, young Bakers, man. The fuck? Anyways, yeah, the Saints are one and two, which I like, and the uh, Panthers are one and two as well, as I like. Stay down there. Baltimore beat New England, 37 to 26, which is a crazy game. Uh, Lamar Jackson balling, didn't accept that contract, didn't sign on the dotted line with the Ravens this year. He said, no, nah, I want more money. I want that guaranteed loot more than Deshaun Watson. I want $300 million guaranteed. And he says he's going to um, bet on himself, and he has been. Lamar, he went 18 for 29, 218 passing yards with four touchdowns with 11, rushing, uh, 11 rushes for 107 yards and another touchdown, which was five touchdowns. And he threw at least – he scored at least four touchdowns in the, in the first three games. So, yeah, he's just showing the team that he deserves the money that he um, he's asking for. He balled out against Bill Belichick's defense. Um, I don't know. Mac Jones, again, struggling. Um, he went 22 for three – oh, actually, he went 22 or. 32 321 but he had three interceptions and had a high ankle sprain so he's out there throwing it around but he is not being very accurate i mean i'm sure the receivers can't really get open they only really have Devonte parker he went five for 156 yards with a 31 <laughs> 31 yard catch average but it's like i don't think they have people that can really do what uh mac jones needs them to do so he, and he's hurt, so I think they're gonna have to go with uh, Brian Hoyer this week against a um, who are they playing? Uh, playing Green Bay, and their defense is coming. Um, they have pause. They have been pretty good the last couple of weeks. Uh, last week against us, Tampa, he did. They did do pretty good. And the last couple of weeks before that, they've been doing pretty good. So um, they shut down. Uh, I think they shut down the Vikings. I think that's what happened. Or did it? Yeah, I think that's what happened. No, or did the Vikings go off against them? I'm not too sure, but. Uh, I'll get to that game in a little bit because uh, Zaire Alexander is out with a groin for a while. But, yeah, uh, Baker went 12 for 25, 170 yards and one touchdown. So he didn't really do too well. Um, sorry, that was the last game. I'm sorry. I'm tripping. Um, we talk about Baltimore and New England now. Um, but, yeah, um, Dobbins actually came and played this game. Um, he's been hurt. Um, his knee injury is worse than we actually suspected. So he was out longer than we suspected. He just now actually got some burn week three. Um, he went seven, uh, for 23, not much there. They have a bunch of running backs that they run over there. So they kind of probably had him on a snap count. So he didn't go out there and get hurt. Just trying to get a feel for it and seeing how he felt. Um, uh, 
who Mark Andrews, eight for 89, a touchdown. Um, this fool is just too good. I had him last year on my fantasy team, and he won me the league with that. Uh, just being uh, Lamar Jackson's go-to guy, he's either going to get open on a deep pass, get open in the red zone, or just take a shovel pass right into the end zone like he did this game. It was wild. But uh, the Baltimore Ravens were able to win. They got back um, in the positive standings. They're 2-1 and one now. Uh, New England Patriots are 1-2, and two, um, and it was a good game. Detroit, speaking of a good game, this was a pretty close game as well. Detroit. Uh, lost to the Minnesota Vikings 28 to 24. Um, you know, the the Lions have been kind of there, been very competitive all year, but they can't really close. And there's been a lot of close games, but they haven't been really been able to close them out. Uh, Kirk Cousins went 24 for 41, 260 yards, two touchdowns. Dalvin Cook actually came out and did his thing this game, seven for 96 and a touch, 17 carries for 96 yards and a touchdown. Um, Adam Thielen went six for 61. Caught his touchdown. I think he scored like his 50th touchdown with the Vikings. I think maybe it might have been a team record or something like that. It was something kind of like a special because they stopped the game for a little bit and talked a little bit about it. So shout out him for doing that. KJ Osborne, I did see him catch a clutch touchdown, five for 73 and a touchdown. Um, Jared Goff is out there throwing a the thing around. Pause. Jared Goff, 25 for 41, 277, a touchdown interception. Amon Ross, St. Uh, Brown. Continues to be that number one receiver for him, six for 73, but they weren't able to come out with that victory. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings moved to two and one. Detroit Lions are one and two. Eagles three and oh play the Washington Commanders um, one and two. They handled them 24 to eight. Um, man, Devontae Smith went crazy in this game. And Jalen uh, Hurts is showing everybody that in the offseason, he is doing stuff to improve his game. I told you guys that Jalen Hurts is one of those players who, even though he may do bad, he wasn't the pocket quarterback that everybody suspected he'd be um, or wanted him to be in the beginning of his career. But he is one of those quarterbacks that even if he's not good at something at the beginning, he's going to try, work hard, work hard. And he's going to show you that he's improved the next season. He did it after he moved in from Alabama to Oklahoma. And uh, I personally was saying on the podcast, his first year in Philly, people were saying like, nah, he's not going to be the quarterback for them. I knew that after he took a year or something to get comfortable, got in the gym, worked with the coaches, got, you know, came to California, worked with one of the quarterback coaches out, one of the quarterback gurus out here to help him. I don't know exactly the name of that that guy, but I heard that he went to a quarterback guru out here and got his throwing mechanics right. And you can see it, throwing 50-yard bomb touchdowns, um, putting the ball in the money to Devontae, uh, Devonta Smith and um, A.J. Brown, which has proven to be a crazy tandem out there. The running backs are starting to get off, gain well of Miles Sanders. Um, let me get into these stats real quick. Jalen Hurts went 22 for 35, 340 yards, three touchdowns, and 20 rushing yards himself. Uh, Devonta Smith went eight for 169 yards and one touchdown, 21-yard average on those catches. A.J. Brown went five for 85, one touchdown, um and yeah it, it was just crazy the commanders had no ch uh, no chance they had two points for a while in the game and they ended up scoring a touchdown terry mclaurin actually topped 100 yards six for 102 um yeah and that eagles defense is looking scary man especially for teams who are not as good or not as talented as the eagles are now they're going to be able to shut those teams out and handle those teams like good teams should um it's good seeing that uh nfc east kind of flip and you know, have another team that's actually in power now. Let's see how they are when they actually play against the Cowboys because that defense is pretty good. We'll get into the Cowboys in a little bit, I'm sure. But, yeah, man, it's it's interesting to see um, how the Eagles have improved, how Jalen Hurts has improved, and how with A.J. Brown, 
one of his good friends on the team. It, it opens up stuff for Devonta Smith. And um, A.J. Brown is still eating, showing that he's a true number one receiver. Um, next, we had Kansas City um, losing to Indianapolis, the Indianapolis Colts. They're 0-1-1, and they got a win against the Kansas City Chiefs, one of the, you know, the betters and the, uh, the NFL heads' favorite teams right now. Um, they're 2-1 and one now. Um, the Indi- Indianapolis Colts, man, I, don't, I can't keep saying that word, uh, went to 1-1-1. One, one, and one. Um, They won 20 to 17. Um, It's just interesting to see uh, Patrick Mahomes without Tyreek Hill now. It's like he has to kind of like find somebody else to kind of make the big play. Um, He doesn't really have that now. He has to pick and choose and watch people get open. Um, There's not really much separation like there was with Tyreek Hill, him on the Dolphins now. So, um, you know, Valdez, Scantling, Juju Smith, um, uh, McCole Hardman, uh, who is it? Sky Moore. All these guys aren't as explosive as Tyreek Hill was, uh, was, and they can't really roll up coverage on any of these guys, and they won't. So it's like all these other guys can't really get open like they could when Tyreek Hill was on the field. Um, Travis Kelsey is going to do his thing regardless, but he's not going to be able to get open again as much as he would when Tyreek Hill was out there to stretch the field and uh, open up gaps and open up zones for Tyreek Hill just to sit down in. So it's going to be interesting to see. Um, he still balled out. Um, it wasn't really his fault. Um, Mahomes, he went 20 for 35, 262, an uh, interception and a touchdown. Um, he led the team in rushing, which is not a good thing. Char- uh, C.H. Charles Clyde, excuse me, Edwards Hilaire only had, well, actually, he had zero, zero yards on seven rushes, which is terrible. Um, like I said, Patrick Mahomes led the team in rushing with 26 yards. Uh, Matt Ryan went 27 for 37, 222 yards, two touchdowns. Michael Pittman came back from injury last week. He didn't play. He went for eight for 72 yards. Um, uh, Jonathan Taylor went 21 for 71 yards, which is terrible, man. That line's not performing like they used to. Uh, Matt Ryan is not turning out to be, you know, the quarterback that they uh, they thought he would be, but he still can slang that thing. <laughs> Pause. Damn, why am I? He, well, I'm on that today, um, but he uh, is able to go. He was able to go out there and get the victory. Um, Patrick Mahomes did throw a costly interception that did lose in the game. Uh, we saw him and Eric Bieniemy on the sidelines get into that argument. Uh, Patrick Mahomes wanted to go to uh, go for the touchdown at the end of the half. Eric Bieniemy wanted to just kick the field goal. Um, him knowing that they don't have Tyreek Hill again, they can't really hit on the explosive plays like they always used to be able to. So they wanted them to be able to at least come out of the half with points. You know how it goes with that. And I, I see a little frustration uh, frustration on the sidelines of the Kansas City Chiefs for the first time. And we're going to see how it turns out because they play the Buccaneers this week. Um, and firstly, I should have shouted out this first, but shout out to everybody out there in Florida, in the, uh, in the South that are in the wakes of Hurricane Ian and dealing with all that. Hope you guys were able to evacuate and out there um, finding shelter and it's safe because um, that is crazy. It's at it's almost at Category 5 now. I know it's going to go through Tampa. They moved the team um, to Miami to practice and stuff like that, and I think they're moving the team, um, the game that was supposed to be in Tampa this Sunday night to Minnesota. So uh, prayers out to all the families and everybody out there in Florida, anybody in the eye of that storm, any, anywhere the storm is, whoever's affected by the storm. I know Cuba was hit. Um, and there's a lot of um, southern states that are in the wake of that storm. So 
hope you guys are all safe uh, finding shelter and those who didn't weren't able to make it out because it got too crazy hope you guys are able to find shelter there and find areas to where you can able to stay safe and stay out of that water because i know there's they put out warnings about animals and stuff being in the water trying to find shelter too so you probably have an alligator in your living room or something crazy like that stay somewhere high above that water you never know what's in there but yeah prayers out to them and hope everything is good with the families and everything like that um, but moving on, uh, just a quick score for this game. I'm not going to talk too much about it because not too much happened. Houston uh, lost to the Bears 23-20. Uh, to 20. Khalil Herbert, 20 rushes, 157 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Montgomery got hurt. Uh, we don't know when he's going to come back, but I'm not going to talk too much about that game. Uh, moving right along, we had Jacksonville beating uh, the Los Angeles Chargers 38-10. to 10. Jacksonville is now 2-1. Uh, Chargers are 1-2. and two. Uh, Excuse me. Houston is 0-2-1 now, and Chicago is 2-1 with the victory over Houston. Um, but we actually are seeing the Jacksonville Jaguars put something out there that we didn't see with, uh, when they're under Urban Meyer. Um, they're showing some guts, man. They're out there beating people that we thought are going to be, you know, Super Bowl favorites or just favorites in their divisions. Um, they beat the Clipper, uh, Clippers, the Chargers, thirty-eight to ten. Um, Lawrence went twenty-eight. Trevor Lawrence, that is, call him Big Trev. Twenty-eight for thirty-nine, two hundred sixty-two yards, three touchdowns. Brian Roberts, uh, what's his name? James Robinson. Excuse me, man. I, I probably called you something crazy last time too. Your name is James. And I'm going to respect that because James Robinson's coming off an Achilles injury and going crazy. Um, this is his second yard, second game, I think, with almost 100 yards. I think last game he had like in the 90s, but he had a touchdown. And this game he had a long touchdown run as well. 17 for 100 yards and a touchdown. Um, welcome back, young man. We thought it was going to be the ETN show with him coming back off that Achilles injury. And we knew, or people were saying, I've been hearing all about it, no running back or no athlete at all, or right, football player, I should say, has came back from an Achilles and actually performed like they did before they got injured. And man, James Robinson is showing that maybe he is the uh, the exception to the rule there because he is balling out and making ETN take the back seat. Um, and the trio of receivers out there in Jacksonville are turning out to be pretty tight. Um, Zay Jones, they have, who else they got over there? Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, and the other Jones is a Marvin Jones. Uh, Zay Jones went 10 for 85 in a touchdown. Christian Kirk went six for 72 in a touchdown. And uh, Marvin Jones even went 10 for 85 in a touchdown. So he's passing the ball around. They're all like a bunch of, they're not super good receivers, but they all have talent. You know what I mean? And there's three of them. So all three of them makes a tandem of receivers that you don't know who's going to get hot. And they all are really fast. I, Marvin Jones may not be as fast as actually I know Zay Jones may not be fast either, but I know Christian Kirk got some wheels on him um, in games. At least his game speed is crazy. Um, but with all those receivers, good running backs and a good offensive line and just something for Trevor Lawrence to have in his arsenal is showing that it's going to be great. They're probably going to win their division. They're two and one now. Um, unluckily for Justin Herbert, he did come back and play with that rib in injury. He went 25 for 45, uh, 297 yards, one interception, and one touchdown. Um, he's being a trooper, and he's going to keep on playing hurt, but it's just getting tougher and tougher for him just for the fact that, um, you know, he's going to be injured. His left tackle, um, torn biceps, so he's going to be out for the season. Um, star left tackle. One of his receivers, um, Guyton, tore his ACL, so that's another one of his weapons that are going to be out. Um, Keenan Allen's been out with the hamstring injury, so that already kind of lightened his load at receiver. So we don't know really what's going to happen. Um, we haven't really heard much about Eckler. Um, and with that lineman being out, one of their best linemen, um, it's going to be tough for them to run the ball. So we're going to see what's going on with the Clippers over the season. But 
it's looking like after being one of my favorites for that division, I mean, it looks like either the Chiefs or well, the Broncos are two and one now too. So who knows what's going to happen with them? Their offenses look trash, but um, yeah, that was that game. The Jacksonville Jaguars did win thirty-eight to ten. Who was a really big sleeper on the season? Better at betters out there. Um, at, since the odds are kind of low right now for them, or you better go put some money on the Jags because they're looking like the truth. Um, next, we have the Rams versus the Arizona Cardinals. Rams won 20 to 12, moving to two and one. The Arizona Cardinals are now one and two. Uh, Stafford had a, a bit of a bounce back game. He went 18 for 25 with 249 yards, um, throwing two touchdown passes, I believe. Um, one to Cup and one was to Akers. Akers might have been a rushing touchdown, so he might have had one touchdown. Um, I don't know, man. It's just what the Rams are showing right now to me is not what I saw last year. I've seen a lot of dominance last year when they had a bunch of those star players on defense. Um, the defense is susceptible to some big plays this year. Um, Jalen Ramsey is really good. Don't get me wrong, but I think he is sometimes he can get beat and they don't really have that much help on the other side. So having to shadow the best receiver all game sometimes can be a detriment to him. Um, I don't know if he actually does shadow the best receiver all the time, but um, their defense, uh, bottom line, defense wasn't as good as last year. Um, Stafford is targeting Cup a lot. Um, we're seeing him throw the ball to Cup a lot. We're not really seeing Allen Robinson a lot. We're seeing Higby a lot, some Skoranek, but the offense isn't what it used to be. The running backs aren't really doing what they used to be able to do. Um, we're seeing a lot of these teams that are really inferior, supposed to be inferior to the Rams, are coming back on them and almost beating them in the end of the games. So it's interesting to see. Um, Kyler Murray went 37 for 58, 314 yards. Hollywood Brown went 14 for 140 um, in a touchdown. Um, Greg Dortch, who is the receiver, kind of picking up the slack because A.J. Green got hurt last game waiting for Deshaun Hopkins to come back. Um, yeah, he went nine for 80 yards. Um, and Arizona didn't complete the comeback this week, but they're giving everybody a challenge um, until – they do get their guys back, and hopefully when they do, um, they are able to, you know, pick up some steam out there in the uh, NFC West. But right now they're 1-2 with the 49ers. I think the Rams are 2-1 now, and the Seattle Seahawks are 1-2. and two. So I think, yeah, they're in control of that division right now. But, yeah, they got to get better. Um, now we're talking about Tampa Bay versus the Green Bay Packers, man. We lost 14-12, but this game, man – was not really uh, it wasn't us it was an anomaly i would say because in the first half they came out and they were slaying us aaron Rodgers looked like he can do whatever he wanted to do romeo dobbs um alan uh, alan lazard and these receivers were like kind of chopping us up um in the first quarter first quarter and a half they went up 14-0 pretty quick on us um but our offense was struggling. Um, you know what was going on. We had Mike Evans out on suspension. Uh, Chris Godwin was out with the hamstring injury. Um, we had Julio Jones out with the PCL injury. He had partially torn PCR, a PCL. It was a game-time game decision, and he decided to sit out. So uh, we didn't have no receivers. Our receivers were Cole, Cole Beasley, who we signed off the street um, merely a couple of days ago. Um Four game, uh, four days of practice with uh, Tom Brady, and we threw him out there. We had Rashard Perriman, uh, Russell Gage out there, and Scotty Miller out there running running routes. If they don't sound familiar to you, um, that's because there are fourth, fifth, sixth receivers out there running for Tom Brady. Um, everybody keyed in on Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette actually ran the ball and was able to run the ball a lot last week against uh, who he played. Oh, I forgot who he played week two. Um, the Saints were able to run the ball against the Saints effectively since we weren't really throwing the ball since our receivers were out. Um, 
they were able to shut that down a little bit. Green Bay was. So Tom Brady had to make some plays to receivers who don't usually make plays for us and aren't used to making plays. We fumbled the ball twice in, you know, situations where we were pushing the ball down the field. Tom Brady was making plays. Um, we made a field goal down there in the red zone. We weren't finishing drives in the red zone. That's one of our things that's been going on this season. We weren't able to finish drives in the red zone. When we get there, um, we we're starting a third string left tackle because um, Donovan Smith hurt his elbow hyperextended. He should be coming back this week, but he wasn't there this week. So we're running with him and a first, uh, yeah, a first time starting center. We drafted him at guard and he's playing center for the first time his third game starting. So we're going to have some trouble there. And that mix with not having receivers made it really hard for us to score points. We weren't able to do that. And, you know, our defense is really good, but we let them score points early. So they got ahead early. Um, we shut them down in the whole second half. They weren't able to score any points. They scored zero points in the second half, but we weren't able to muster enough points to come back and win the game. We actually did come back towards the end, scored a touchdown to make it 12 to 14. Um, during the two point conversion, our offense kind of fucked up and got a delay a game, pushing it from the two, two yard line to the seven yard line. We tried to run a play. Um, the play clock was almost all the way out again. And we rushed the play and we didn't get the two point conversion. So we lost 14 to 12. Um, and it kind of just proved to us that me personally, that we can win games um, kind of light at receiver until everybody gets healthy. It's just because our defense is incredible. They've been shutting everybody down last year. A lot of our corners were hurt. So we weren't able to um, hold anybody to anything. Nobody was able to run on us last year at all. Um, and everybody was able to throw on us because we were down to our third, fourth, fifth string corner. So it was kind of a flip of this year, last year, instead of our receivers all being hurt, it was all of our corners being hurt. So this year we do have our corners and we actually signed some DBs that can shut down everybody's receivers. Um, it's just that, you know, everybody has to get comfortable and, you know, the flow of the games, you have to get your feet wet and just see how our offense plays. After we figured that out and shut them down the whole second half, our offense wasn't able to get enough points to actually be able to come back and finish the victory. Aaron Rodgers said he saw something, saw something on a jumbo screen, a jumbotron that was able to let the Packers know what to do to stop them. But I don't believe that shit. But yeah, we lost the game, but it did give me hope just because everybody's saying that the Packers are going to be such a great team and for us to only hold them to 14 points and actually almost still win the game without our receivers. Or I don't know if we would have won in overtime, but, you know, Tom Brady can do anything in overtime. But I'm just saying for us to hold them to what we hold them to and to almost come back and tie the game and go into overtime shows that we can, you know, hold the ship together until everybody comes back. And when everybody does come back, we'll be crazy and the offense will get back right on right on track and then we'll just win some shit but for now everybody get healthy it was a cool game next week is our last kind of like hardest game and then our, uh, our schedule kind of lightens up when we get some less tough teams we gotta take care of kansas city we'll talk about that when i get into week four predictions and spreads and shit like that um but yeah we did lose we're two and one now and the green bay packers are two and one you know in hindsight we are two and one we still got to beat the dallas cowboys and the saints um giving us two games ahead so we have a couple of games to get everything right and kind of like fill out our team, but we got to get all the wins we want. Uh, we need to, to get that number one seed because we push them for this year. Anyways, let's move on. Uh, Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks beat the uh, Seahawks 27 to 23. Atlanta moves to one and two. Um, Seahawks are one and two. Um, the highlight to this game, Quintero Patterson, 17 carries for 141 yards. He's getting off. Pitts got involved. Uh, finally, five catches for 87 yards after saying he wasn't worried about not getting involved because he knew his time will come. Um, Atlanta actually won the game. He was involved. So that proves a little something. So 
get him involved a little bit more and maybe he'll win some more games. You know what I'm saying? Um, next, we had San Francisco against Denver, which is an ugly-ass game. Um, Denver won 11-10. Um, San Francisco 1-2. Denver moves to 2-1. Jimmy G making some crazy mistakes. He stepped out of the back of the end zone, fumbled once through an interception. The stepping out of the back of the end zone is crazy. He was just That's just the spatial awareness. He just stepped out of the back and gives this hand to the team other two, like two points. Um Again, Russell Wilson is struggling in that offense over there in Denver. Um, it's just it, it, it's just tough to see. Um, he does have a bunch of weapons out there. Receiver, got some weapons out there. Running back, the offense should be running smooth and run, doing way better than it is. Uh, they paid him a quarter of a billion dollars, man. You guys should have that figured out by now. It's week three. You guys have plenty of time offseason all together doing that shit, so you guys should be good right now. Um, hopefully it picks up because I do have Cortland Sutton on my uh, fantasy team. We need him to do a lot better. Um, but yeah, Dallas in the last game, I think it was Monday night football game. Uh, they actually won with Cooper rush 23 to 16, moving to two and one, uh, the, uh, undefeated giants are actually two and one. Now, um, the, you know, it was in New York, the giants were on a high. They thought they were going to be able to come out, uh, come out there with Daniel Jones and hold Cooper rush to something, um, something light. They actually kind of did. He only had 215 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Cooper Rush. Um, Pollard and Zeke were showing a little thunder and lightning out there. Pollard went for 13 and 105. Zeke had 15 for 73 and a touchdown. Um, and I think that's what we're going to see a lot more of now. It's going to be a lot less of Zeke being that uh, feature back and being that number one back. And it's going to be more so um, Pollard doing some stuff, Zeke doing some stuff, probably getting the goal line carries. Uh, if Pollard breaks out and does a lot of the receiving stuff, they'll keep them in during a drive to kind of help them get to where they need to be while uh, you know Zach is out um and it helps them win games so i think they should have done that a long time ago and it sucks for like fantasy owners for zeke because he might not get those carries that help you like dominate in the season and i see you making that trade Derek. man we'll talk about that in a little bit when it comes to fantasy as well because man I, that trade is looking better and better in your favor the more that i think about it but um yeah, CeeDee Lamb had some ups and downs this game. He dropped some passes, but he did go 8 for 87 when a touchdown. Um, he had a crazy one-handed catch in the back of the end zone. Uh, but he does drop a lot of passes, man. He does need to catch all those passes that are thrown. He had one wide-open pass that he could have took and taken to the house or at least had a really big game, but he dropped it. Um, so people are not going to take him seriously as that number one type of receiver until he's actually able to make all those catches and show and, and show that he is that number one guy, not only from college that he can do it, but he can do it in the NFL as well. But shouts out to the Cowboys are holding it down with Cooper Rush um, for the last two games. Cooper Rush 3-0 and in his starting career. Um, so, yeah, that's all for that. But, um, yeah, that's week three for you. Again, I didn't really keep track of my stats or what I picked again. So, listeners, go back and check out episode 133 and let me know what happened on there, if I got my shit right, if I got it wrong. But this week, I'm keeping track. I promise you guys, I'll come out next week and let you guys know if I got it wrong. Because I highlighted it. I highlighted it on this sheet here. I put everything on there to let y'all know if I got it right, if I got it wrong, for real, for real this time. But week four is upon us, starting with the Thursday night football game. It got a little spicy um, in the interview, uh, the pregame interview um, with Tyreek Hill. I guess he owes Eli Apple um, a touchdown or some an embarrassing moment or something like that because he was talking a whole bunch of mess um, in the NFC ch AFC championship game when the Bengals beat the Chiefs. Um, he thought he shut Tyreek Hill down. So Tyreek Hill says he has a, little, has a little something to prove. It has a little something for Eli Apple in this Thursday night game. And hopefully he does. Hopefully it's a ploy to get everybody to triple team Tyreek Hill, quadruple team him so Waddle can be wide open and get 40 points again because I, I still regret having Waddle on my bench and scoring 40 points on my goddamn bench. 
I'm starting him every week now. So let's see what we can do. Please, please, please. Um, they are favored by two and a half. Oh, actually, no. They're in Cincinnati, and Cincinnati is favored by two and a half, which is pretty crazy. Of course, I'm going to take Miami in this game. Um, hopefully, Tua can play. He did get hurt a little bit, at least shaken up in the last game. Um, we thought it was a concussion. They said it was just a back injury, but he did end up end up on the injury report with the ankle. So we don't know if he's actually going to play. We don't know if he's going to um, – it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater. But, yeah. Um, maybe that's why they got Cincinnati at a two-and-a-half-point favorite because they think Teddy Bridgewater is going to start or they're going to, you know, start an injured um, tour. But, yeah. Um, I think Miami's going to win that game, and I hope Waddle gets off. I hope they both get off and Tyreek Hill gets his get back on Eli Apple. Um, the London game is going to be 6 o'clock in the morning for everybody here in California, at least in the West Coast. I don't know what it's going to be for y'all on the East Coast, but um, it's a London game. Um, it's going to be Minnesota at New Orleans. Uh, I guess New Orleans is the home team. Uh, Minnesota's favored by two and a half, though. I mean, I don't, I don't think Jameis plays really well overseas. I woke up 6 o'clock in the morning to watch him play in Germany or, or London. It might have been the London game when he played for the Buccaneers. That boy threw a pick six on the first play. I'm going to wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning to watch the game. I ain't going to front. But it's like, bruh, this is not going to be good for the Saints. I don't know why they put so much stock into Jameis Winston. I know I know he was good in college. I know I talk him up a little bit. He got a little place in my heart because we drafted him number one. But it's like, bruh, he's going Jameis. Jameis is going to Jameis. But that's why I'm going to leave it at that. I got Minnesota in that game. And I feel like they're going to win more than, by more than two points. Um, Cleveland at, uh, at Atlanta. I got Cleveland winning that game. Um, they're favored by two points, but you know, you know, Atlanta's on a little high right now. But Cleveland, I think the emergence of Amari Cooper and their defense over there. Uh, first, uh, I forgot to mention prayers out to uh, Miles Garrett. He did get in a car accident. Um, they said he was avoiding an animal on the road, and his car flipped several times, so he has a couple of injuries. Um, so he's not gonna be able to play this week. But prayers out to him. Luckily, uh, he made it out of his safe. No life-threatening injuries, just some minor injuries. So prayers up to him. Speedy recovery for him. Uh, yeah, uh, but Cleveland, I do think they're going to win that game. Buffalo at Baltimore. It's going to be a really good game. Um, I do not know who's going to win this game. This is a straight up pick em for me. Um, Baltimore is favored by three and a half points at home. Uh, I guess they can pick Baltimore in this game just because of the injuries that Buffalo does have. I don't know if uh, Stefan Diggs is going to be 100 percent. Again, we know Diggs is our uh, Gabe Davis, excuse me, is already kind of banged up. He was banged up last week and. I think he's still kind of banged up. It was kind of still banged up this week. So um, Baltimore by three and a half. I think Lamar keeps that thing going. Um, he has something to prove. I don't know if he's, you know, scores five touchdowns or is contributing to five touchdowns this week, but I think they do sneak out a victory. Um, maybe JK Dobbins has a game this game and shows that he is back and it's going to be a tough slug him out running game. So Let's see what's going on with that. Next, we got Washington at Dallas. Dallas is favored by two and a half. That defense, eh, man, it's shutting down quarterbacks like Carson Wentz. I know that. Um, the commander's last game didn't really prove to be uh, any type of threat to the team that they played. I forgot who they played exactly. Who did the commanders play? They played the Eagles, yeah. And I think the Dallas defense is a little bit better than the uh, the Eagles defense, so Unless Carson Wentz has one of those incredible games this week, I think the defense is going to uh, the Dallas defense is going to show them um, who's boss and do enough to keep Cooper Rush comfortably in the win and win by like seven to ten points. I got Dallas in that game. Seattle at Detroit. Seattle is favored by no, actually Detroit is favored by six and a half. So maybe this is the game that Jared Goff goes out there and shows what he got. Um, gets the um, 
Detroit Lions back on the straight and narrow. I'm waiting to see till they get um what's his name? Williams from uh from Alabama back, man. I don't know how his knee is doing um and what he is like on his recovery, but I heard that he is doing well. He's on the right track for coming back um from his practice. Um but him and Amara Satan Brown together with TJ Hawkinson. Um DJ Swift DJ Swift is injured. I think they're gonna start Jamal Williams this week at running back, but he has been doing well. So I don't think that it's gonna be a detriment to them. I do think they get this victory again. Geno Smith started week one out with a bang, but I don't think he's gonna do what he did week one anymore this season, especially against the teams that he's playing those defenses that he's playing in this week, I think, yeah, Detroit's going to do what they need to do to get the victory and go to two and two. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers at Houston. I think Houston, uh, the Chargers actually write the ship in uh, this game as well. They are one and two right now, but I think against the Houston Texans, uh, yeah, Davis Mills isn't good enough to beat that Chargers defense, even though Joey Bosa did injure himself. I think he had a groin injury and he's going to be out for about at least four weeks. He did go on the IR, so um, they don't have him right now, and I do not think I, J.C. Jackson is back. So I think Khalil Mack is going to be able to hold it down, and the defense should still be good over there in Chargers at the Chargers. Of course, they're going to be good enough to beat the Houston uh, Texans. They're favored by six and a half in Houston. I think they'll win that game. Tennessee at Indy. Um, Indy is favored by three and a half points at home. I think Tennessee gets back to their regularly scheduled programming, running the ball with Derrick Henry. They found the recipe last week by just giving them the ball in a whole bunch of different kinds of ways, either handing them the ball or throwing them the ball in, on screen plays. All these defenders are not, they're kind of scared to get in front of them. Um, they're not going to jump at his legs because they'll, he'll smash them. They'll get stiff armed if they go up high. So they're going to, he's going to get four yards regardless, four or five yards regardless. Keep it simple for Ryan Tannehill, um, Traylon Burks, Robert Woods was able to have a game last game, um, do some things. I think he had about 85 yards and like four catches. So getting him involved, Traylon Burks involved, and keeping the ball going to uh, Derrick Henry, I think. Um, they can get the ball, get it going again. And, uh, you know, the Colts aren't very good. They got lucky against the Chiefs last week, but I think Tennessee can actually get this game and get back to winning or at least be two and two. Um, next, we got Chicago at the New York Giants. I think the New York Giants are going to win this one easy. Um, they're favored by two and a half points. Um, but yeah, Giants are going to have revenge in their eyes from last week, losing to their rivals, Dallas Cowboys, and go out there and handle business against the Chicago Bears, who can barely score offense or score on offense without running. Um, Jalen Hurts barely throws like 15 times a game. So I think the Giants will be able to do what they weren't able to do against uh, Cooper Rush last week and get that victory. Next, we got the Jacksonville Jaguars against the Philadelphia 76ers, Philadelphia Eagles, which is going to be a great game. Damn. I didn't know this was on the docket. I'm just reading it and just kind of noticing. Philadelphia is favored by six points, though, um, which is should be a good game to bet on, man, because Jacksonville has been out there doing their thing, like I talked about in the highlights of last week. So uh, I don't know if Philly can get that by six. So at least bet on that. Uh, bet on that spread. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about the. I don't know what the over under is, but uh, excuse me, y'all. But yeah, that should be an interesting game. Um, Jalen Hurts and uh, Trevor Lawrence going out there and doing them thing, doing that thing. Two prolific um, Heisman winning uh, college quarterbacks. So that should be interesting. Uh, next, well, and of course, I'm going to pick Philly in that game. Ah, and I'm barely being able to do that just because I have AJ Brown on my fan and Devonta Smith on my fantasy team. That's why I'm picking the Eagles. I'm just riding with the Eagles this year for that. Um, next game, we have Jets versus Pittsburgh. I got Pittsburgh in that game. I think Zach Wilson may be able to come back, but 
Uh, if they have Joe Flacco starting, I still don't believe in him, a lot, uh, especially against Pittsburgh's defense. Um, I think Pittsburgh got that game. They're favored by three and a half at home, and I think that Pittsburgh Steelers will win that game. If Trubisky loses that game at home, I think they're going to be calling for uh, Kenny Pickett, and I think Coach Tomlin will consider it. Uh, Arizona at Carolina. Carolina's favored by a point and a half, but I don't think Arizona's going to go out to Carolina like that, and I think Arizona will win that game. Uh, New England at Green Bay. Ooh, Mac, Mac Jones is hurt. Um, high ankle sprain, so it might be Brian Hoyer. Green Bay's defense is going to eat that up, and they might go 3-1, and one, and Rodgers is going to be his smirk itself and just going to be oof, intolerable. Um, they're favored by 8.5, and, and I think they might cover one by more than that. Denver at Las Vegas. Denver is... No, oh, actually, Las Vegas is favored by two and a half. Hopefully, Vegas can win this game. I don't know if they will, though, because, you know, Russell Wilson is bound to get it together sooner or later. Um, but Las Vegas is favored by two and a half at home. Um, maybe Derek Carr does get it together. Devontae Adams has been held to, like, minimal yards the last couple of games. I know a lot of people drafted him hella high in fantasy. So, yeah. Hopefully, he does better this game. Um, I'm not starting Derek Carr. Anymore, I'm starting Tom Brady from now on. Somebody dropped him in my fantasy league. And I think he's more likely to get it back on track than Derek Carr is, even though he's 45 and shit. And people shouldn't. That's it, it, Father Time hasn't tapped him on the shoulder yet. And I think this last season, I think he still has a little bit left, enough left to be a better quarterback fantasy-wise and real life, obviously, than Derek Carr and just give me more points. So that's why I'm starting him. But back to the game here. Um, yeah, I think. I'm hoping Sutton, again, going back to my fantasy, I hope Sutton does do well in this game. Um, but I think Las Vegas does pull it out at home because if they don't, I think there's going to be a riot out there in Las Vegas. On four, uh, I, think, I don't think they can go on four. Kansas City at Tampa. We're not playing in Tampa this week uh, because of the Hurricane Ian has forced us to evacuate Tampa. We've been practicing in Miami. And I think we're going to play the football game in Minnesota. Um, still being able to keep that uh, Sunday night game slot. Um, the Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs are favored by two and a half points. Um, our offense is still not together. Uh, Mike Evans is coming back, but I don't know if we're going to have Julio or Chris Godwin. They were limited doing individual stuff at practice, but I don't know if they're actually going to be out there this week. We did get Kate Otten back. Shouts out to Kate Otten because he is dealing with his mom passing away. He was away from the team for a little while um, from dealing with that. That's a very, very sad situation. And prayers out to him and his family. Welcome back to the team champ. And hopefully you can go out there and have a really good game in his mom's honor um, and just help us get the weapons we need to go out there and uh, win that game. Um, Kansas City, again, their weapons aren't like they had in the past when Tyreek Hill burned us for like 200 yards in the first quarter. Something crazy like that. That speed is crazy. It can change the whole dynamic of the game, the whole game plan. So with him not being on the team and receivers that are still kind of fast, but not as fast or as electric as Tyreek Hill, I think we'll be able to shut those receivers down. Again, our DBs have been doing great. Um, so I think Kansas City will have some struggles with us. And I think our uh, outside linebackers and our defensive line will be able to get home for sure, shut down their run and be able to get home and sack Patrick Mahomes or make him, you know, make him worry about us enough to where he can make some mistakes and throw some interceptions. So I think we'll be able to win that game. And then Monday night, we got the Rams versus the 49ers, which is a big rivalry game, especially out here in California. Um, the 49ers are at home, uh, favored by two and a half points. I got to ask around to see if, if any of my family or friends are going to that game. That's a big game. I, I bet a lot of them are, but um, we'll see who's going to win that game. The 49ers usually have the Rams number. Um, they beat them uh, like, I want to say, seven out of the last eight times uh, something crazy like that and um 
who knows what's going to happen. I, I, I feel like the Rams are kind of tired of getting beat, just like we were of the Saints, and actually could win this game. But I feel like seeing the last couple of games and the way the Rams played, I think the 49ers are able to get this game and remain uh, the victors in this series, in this rivalry. Um, even though Jimmy Garoppolo had a crazy-ass game last week, and I'm sure the Rams are going to try to pressure him and make him make those same mistakes that he made last week um, against Denver. So we will see what happens. Um, but, yeah, we'll take a little commercial break here. I know that was a lot of information for y'all, a lot of football, a lot of reviewing. Um, but to go over my picks really quick, just so I can highlight those for y'all, I got Minnesota, or excuse me, I got Miami against uh, this Thursday against uh, Cincinnati. I got Minnesota against New Orleans over there in London. I got Cleveland when they play Atlanta. I got Cleveland. I got Baltimore against Buffalo. I got Dallas against Washington. I got Detroit against Seattle. The Chargers against Houston. Tennessee against Indianapolis, New York against Chicago, Philadelphia against Jacksonville, Pittsburgh against New York Jets. I got Arizona against the Carolina Panthers. I got Green Bay against New England, Denver against Las Vegas, of course, Tampa against Kansas City. And I got the 49ers against the Rams. I highlighted all these just so I remember. And if I don't, I'm going to save this paper and I'm going to let y'all know if I got them right or wrong last game uh, last, next week. I have no excuse this time. I have them right here in front of me. But now, let's get into this commercial break. I know it's a lot of information, like I said, let you guys take all that in, get you a refreshment, come right back. It's the Best of Bias podcast. We got um, some fantasy football to talk about, a little bit about my league real quick, and a couple of pop culture topics. Um, and then we'll get you out of here so you can enjoy your Friday. Thank you for being here again. Thank you guys for always coming back. And if you're new, thank you for being here, and I hope you're enjoying it so far. I know it's sports heavy in the first half of this podcast, but it's sports season right now. Um, but we will get you some pop culture to chew on at the end of the pod um, before we get up out of here. But yeah, it's the Best of Bias podcast. We will be right back. And we back. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys, for coming back. It's the Best of Bias podcast on yours truly. You already know what it is. Um, Let's get into this Best of Bias Invitational Week 3 results. Uh, man, oh, man. This fantasy stuff, man. I talk a big game, but in this Best of Bias Invitational, I'm not doing too well yet. That's yet, though, with an exclamation mark because, you know, I'm coming back. Y'all, y'all don't understand. I play two of the toughest teams in the league week one two and three and i barely lost in the monday night game i'm coming back you know what i'm saying there's there's 13 weeks i lost three i'm gonna go on a streak i'm probably gonna go on like a nine game winning streak and then you know what i'm saying i'm gonna check in with y'all every week and let you guys know how it's really going down but i i'm pretty confident i can come through and make a comeback these guys that are winning they're getting lucky they picked that the josh allen's early or lucked up into the lamar jackson's and those 48 50 point games by them is just carrying their whole team or or they had their team's best week against me or some crazy bullshit like that but it's going to change week four but let me get into week uh week three's results I lost to unanimous 126 to 154. Tay, you did get me with the highest score of the week. Man, it's just, it's like every player that could possibly do a little bit of something who might have been doing bad last week decided to do a lot of something against me. I'm like, bruh, first Jamar Chase is doing bad fumbles, held to like barely any points. In the fourth quarter at the end of the game, he wants to score a touchdown and end up with 15. Like, Derrick Henry was getting held to like barely anything the first two weeks. Now he want to get like a 
150 yards or some bullshit, a whole bunch of catches and a whole bunch of rushes and a touchdown. Like, God damn, I'm not going to make this about that because when I make this comeback, y'all going to y'all gonna understand that this is realistic talk that I'm talking. This ain't no bullshit. Y'all think it's bullshit and I'm just a loser. Y'all think that I was talking a lot of talk and I ain't really got it, but that, my bad, I ain't mean to make y'all bounce, but it's not like that at all. It's just, it's been very unlucky for me. Um, Dijon, Tampa Bray, Tampa Brady got rings, 3-0, and bruh. One, he won 132, beat John to uh 132 to 107. John is 0-3. Oh, yeah, I'm 0-3 too. And Tay moved to 2-1. Um, but yeah, Dijon, he's in first place right now. I told you he's my number one threat. I'm gonna say that every week while he's the number one, but he did get kind of carried by Lamar this week. His team didn't really perform. Um, shoot. Jefferson only got him like four or five points. Like Logan Thomas only got him a couple points, but Lamar Jackson got like 48 points. That's enough player points for like three players. You know what I'm saying? To give you an average week. So he was carried by him, was able to stand number one, but he did win again, 132 to 107. Uh, Kyle's team, Bub Lou, uh, moved to two and one, or actually moved to two and one by losing to AU guys. Yancey got his second victory, winning 97 and 92 um future vintage jason lost to sean sean's bold team 129 to 108 or excuse me 129 to 114 future jason you got that win off me by three points that should have been my victory i'm pretty upset about that but you did get that win uh you're one and two just a couple of games ahead of me i'll talk about the standings in a little bit sean congratulations on that first victory 129 to 114 uh d nasty lost by like two points maybe even two and a half one point lot you know actually it was two points uh 110 to 108 jeremy's ingenious team jeremy wins again going to three and oh 110 pushing uh d nasty down to two and one um 110 to 108 uh your girl's favorite pizza boy deshaun wins gets another victory against dak ruined my season which is damon 112 to one uh 112 to 93 um so the low score of the week possibly who's that go to low score of the week goes to damon i forgot high score of the week goes to unanimous beat me 154 to 126 and then the low score of the week actually excuse me it's not damon it's uh bubsito lou i'm sorry uh kyle you had the last lowest score of the week with 92 points i apologize damon it was you kyle 92 you lost 90 97 to 92 and was the low score of the week so week four standings with week four pending we have dijon three and oh first place second place we got jeremy three and oh third place we got tay at two and one fourth place we got kyle at two and one Fifth place, we got Derek at two and one. Yancey's in sixth at two and one. Deshaun is at seventh with two and one. So you have a lot of two and one there stacked in the middle. So, you know, the season can go either one way. You guys got to eventually play each other. Come back down to me because I'm moving up. You already know. Um, we got Jason at one and two and eighth. We got Sean at one and two and ninth. Then you got John at 0 and three in 10th. Me, I'm 0 and three at 11th. And Damon is 0 and three at 12 telling you we coming back i ain't worried about it yet if i go like on four on five then i can worry a little bit i can just think it ain't meant to be this year i do have other leagues but we're not talking about those leagues we talk about how i'm doing in this league and 
Yeah, I need to get this win. I played John this week. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to get my first victory over uh, over you, and it's going to be up from there. Um, look out. I'm getting my revenge. I play Kyle again. I'm going to get my revenge on you. I think I play Jason again. I'm going to get my revenge on you. Hope you guys have your buys. I have my team set up all the way through those games. You know what I'm saying? I'm prepared for this shit, man. And I'm showing you guys right now. I'm 0-3. I'm at the bottom of the bottom. You know what I mean? I'm going to move up to the top and I'm going to win this championship. All I need to do is make it to sixth place to make the playoffs right now. And then after I make sixth place, it don't matter who I play. I'm going to beat my first uh, first team my uh, first team in the playoffs. And then whoever got they by, whoever played me, I'm going to beat their team too because my roster is stacked. It's just going to be me catching somebody on the right week. I know I play Jeremy's team when he has uh, um, Josh Allen, Gabe Davis, and that Buffalo defense on a bye. So you're going to have to find something to do with, you know, do against that, you know what I'm saying? And if you ain't got that 40, 50 points with all of them, what you going to do? You know what I'm saying? It's going to put you back a week, especially against me, and that's good for the uh, tiebreakers and stuff like that. So I'm going to make my way up there. I ain't saying I'm going to go 10 and 3, but I'm going to go something like that. I hope I don't go uh, anything less than 9 and 5. I can't I can't go anything less than nine to five. And that's what I'm striving for. And I will get there. You know what I'm saying? I keep checking in with y'all. And I do got a couple of guys that are try, trying to sign on and be on the podcast for like a two, three episode kind of deal. So look out for that. Um, again, I ain't bluffing. I do say a lot of things about guests and stuff being on the podcast soon. And they haven't come yet. But hey, man. They coming. I promise you. Everybody's excited about this stuff right here. The best of bias is global. It's not just that household name. We out here. Bay Area. Bay Area known right now. We getting out there different states, but you know what I'm saying. We're going to have guests. We have different topics for y'all, and we have a lot of stuff coming. A lot of stuff coming. Um, but let's get into some of this top co- pop culture really quickly here before we get you guys out of here. Just some just random, random, you know, rapid fire topics out here that I've heard this week and some shit that's going on this week. Um, Adam Levine. Uh, oof, this man is wild. And you know him from Room 5. Um, he's on The Voice or some shit like that. Was it The Voice or something like that? One of those singing shows where they coach somebody and they learn how to sing and shit like that. This fool is in the news right now for... Um, I guess he was DMing one of his post uh, side chicks. Um, I think he's married now and he cheated with her early in their relationship. And they kind of don't really, I guess he's saying he don't really cheat no more. And this is from way back in the past. But he sent her some DMs on some nights saying that he's going to name his unborn child after her just because he liked her so much on some wild shit. And which... I don't know. First of all, you shouldn't be sending messages out there. This is celebrity one-on-one. I'm not a celebrity, and I already know that if you're married, one, and there's a girl out there that you had a relationship with in the past and don't got what you got now with your girl now, she's going to fuck you over. I don't know why you thought that was going to be something that was just going to go by the wayside and you can just do it. I guess he was going to, I guess the girl's name was like Sumner or something like that or some shit like that. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to name my, uh, my child when I have my kid after you, which is crazy. Which is really crazy. One, just because I don't know. You, you're a celebrity. You're Adam Levine. You should know this side chick is gonna do this. You should know this. I don't know if you gave her the super loving of her life and you thought, nah, you have the super lockdown on her lips and nothing can ever happen of it. But I think you're wilding out. I think you're wilding out. Um, and to name a your unborn daughter after a girl you were having sex with is kind of wild in the first place. I don't. Maybe he was joking, trying to make the girl feel good about herself just to get some naked pictures or some shit like that. But he is wilding for that. Um, I know you guys heard about that. Drop your feelings about that in the comments down below. Um, I don't really know much on the subject. I don't really know Adam Levine all that much. But yeah, 
That boy was wildin'. Ime Udoka, the coach of the Boston Celtics, being suspended for the whole year for having un um, what's the word inappropriate relations with one of his co-workers of the team. It's like one of the workers for the team he was having an affair with. Um, she was married. He is uh, famously dating Nia Long, has a kid with her. I don't know if they're married or not. But, you know, having relationships um, within a workplace is very frowned upon, especially with one person in the workplaces of a certain level. Um, and as, you know, uh, the other persons of a lower level, um, that's definitely frowned upon because, you know, this player or this coach be, could be promising the worker benefits that she could unfairly get an advantage over some other employees just because she's hooking up with the coach of the uh, the basketball team. Um, that that That's just the reason why he got suspended for a year. Other than that, it's wrong in the first place. This man has a kid in a long-time relationship with the beautiful Neil Long. What the fuck is this guy thinking? Excuse my language. This guy's an idiot. Um, I don't know who the lady is, but supposedly a lot of the people within the organization like knew about the relationship. Some of the players even knew and just were keeping it under wraps for the coach. And it might even been multiple um, employees that he's had the relationships with. It's been piping down random ass uh, workers for the Boston Celtics, which I don't know. He could have been doing it just because not just because, but he'd be, he'd be getting away with it. And the girls were actually doing it because he is famously the coach of the Boston Celtics, you know, first time head coach getting to the finals his first year in Boston. His name was everywhere. He was looked at as like, like a God. So uh, I don't know. They're looking at it as like, maybe he used that advantage in his personality and his, uh, his fame to get that advantage and hook up with these girls. And again, you can't be doing that. You know, it's a bad precedent to set business wise. Um, it is kind of crazy how they are publicizing it like the way they are. Um, I've never heard this before. And I'm sure it's been going on within organizations for a long time, especially with like owners and stuff like that. I'm sure the owners can sleep with whoever they want to sleep with and they don't even get that called out into the public or them even get suspended or anything like that, which is kind of weird for, I mean, I understand he's not supposed to cheat on his wife. Nobody's supposed to cheat on anybody. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's just wrong. But it's like for them to publicize it and for him to get suspended for a year and from for them to publicize it the way they did, it's just kind of wild to me. I know I understand fines or something like that, you know, a verbal warning or some shit, but to get suspended for the whole year is just kind of wild. I feel like he's kind of they were trying to kind of embarrass the man. And I feel like he's been nothing but successful there and brought, you know, defense back to the Boston Celtics and brought a name back to him. And they got to the finals. You know what I mean? I, I feel like suspending him is just going to. Hinder the team. They made some good trades in the offseason to help them uh, get to back, get back to the finals, hopefully, and actually win it if they have a chance. But now it's kind of messed up. Uh, I mean, again, and also we heard Shaq's take on it. You know, Shaq was like, I'm not going to comment because I'm famous for being a cheater. Um, not famous for being a cheater, but I famously cheated. Um, I was a serial cheater and I got, got away with it a lot and I did it a lot. And it kind of was a detriment to my family. And I regret doing that but i did do it so i can't sit here and tell a man or talk down on him or be a hypocrite when i did the same thing i'm a reformed man but you know i feel like i'll be a hypocrite and i if i was to talk down on the man and talk about the situation him with him or adam levine it was kind of crazy and he said i was really good at it which was really weird you know shack always got to throw some stupid humor into it but yeah i feel it i kind of respect it but either way it's just you know, you don't cheat on your significant other in any sh way, shape or form in my eyes. You know, it's just going to be it's bad. And it's going to be frowned upon no matter what. But the whole public, the public making fun of it and stuff like that is kind of wild. Um, and 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving on from that, whatever's going to happen with that is going to be uh, whatever shall be, shall be, in a sense. But um, I don't really care about the Celtics as it is. They can they can lose every game for all I care as long as the Nuggets win all the games in the, in, in the NBA. It's fine with me. Uh, next topic, Wolverine being in Deadpool in 2024. Hugh Jackman actually reprising his role as Wolverine. I don't know if it's actually going to be him in it or is this going to be like a cameo, but they're hopping, hyping it up like it's going to be an actual um, scene or actual thing with him in it. So hopefully he can be in it or maybe the girl that was in Logan can like be in it as well and just kind of like take over as you know because they're always ushering in the younger age of wolverines uh not wolverines just heroes in general so maybe with her being in the fold logan introducing her as old man logan could bring a wolverine back into the movies and introduce the x-men that way x-men that way because 2024 is kind of a ways away so who knows if they'll already kind of be you know introduced into the mcu yet but it is an interesting announcement um just one of the crazy announcements we heard from mcu today um also, we heard that Blade lost its director. Bassam Tyreek, less than two months away from the production, um, decided to leave. Um, I guess there's a whole bunch of stuff wrong with the script that he didn't like. And there's a whole bunch of like, uh, I don't know. He was in disagreement with, uh, I guess, a lot of people in production. So he decided to leave. Um, and this could hinder the film. It's supposed to come out on November 3rd of 2023. So it could mess up the whole release because we did get the scheduling of what shows was going to come out, what movies was going to come out, and what orders and stuff like that. So I think that is going to be a little hindrance. Hopefully they can get somebody to replace him kind of sooner than later. Uh, maybe somebody like, you know, Jordan Peele or somebody like that that can just pop in there, have a script written, somebody black probably because, you know, Mahershala Ali is going to be Blade. So maybe, you know, he can get out there and do something um, in a reprise role because we know we love the movie with Wesley Snipes back in the day. I did, but anyways, Blade 3 was super, uh, super underrated. So hopefully the reprisement of it by Mahershala Ali can be cool. I'm waiting for that. I was really, you know, with all the announcements that they made, I was waiting for Blade and for it to be coming out on November 3rd, which is next year, almost a year after Black Panther 2. So I I'm pretty stoked about it. So hopefully they ain't got to do nothing stupid and push it back. But hopefully I can get a director pretty fast, um, get it back in production, maybe not mess with the script too much. They said there was like only two good fighting scenes and even those scenes were bad. So the director was like, nah, I'm out of here. So hopefully we can get some more writers in there. Jordan Peele can come in there and throw something together. Not throw it together. Because we need it to be quality. He has like over a year to get that out there. And uh, yeah, I don't know how I felt about uh, Nope that much. So I don't want him just to rush it. I want him to take his time, especially being his first film in the MCU. He got, he got to be cool. It got to be cool because Ryan Coogler came over and did some stuff with it. And everybody loves that. So we need we need Ryan Peele to, excuse me, Jordan Peele to come over here and do something cool. Uh, lastly, in the topics that I got, Rihanna is going to be performing at Super Bowl 57 at the halftime show. Um, last year, we had an epic uh, West Coast reunion of Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Hip, uh, 50 Cent, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and all that stuff. This year, we have one performer. Well, I don't know if it's going to be one performer because she's going to bring out a whole bunch of guests because she has a whole bunch of songs. Um, I heard she was going to bring out a new song with ASAP Rocky. She's probably going to do all her stuff with like Drake, Eminem. All the famous songs. She got a whole bunch of hits. Everybody knows that. So she's probably going to do really well. It's going to be our first time seeing Rihanna in a long time. Uh, yeah, she hasn't put out music in a while. She's just been on her uh, fashion game, her, you know, her lingerie and her makeup game, making billions of dollars. So she didn't really, she don't really care about the music too much. But uh, she back, Super Bowl halftime. So maybe she'll put out some new music and announce an album there. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, Tampa Bay is going to be playing the, probably the Bills. So I'll be watching, of course. 
But yeah, um, and that's about it for the topics. I think what else? Yep, Super Bowl Fifty Seven. That's it. Um, we got to the end of the podcast. Is usually where I like to let them know where to find me at. Of course, it's SAC underscore Lydell on the Instagram, Patrick underscore Lydell on the Snapchat. If you're looking for the podcast on uh, YouTube, you can go Best of Bias and you'll find us there. You'll see the bear. You see the faces all over the place. The faces all over the places. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if you're looking for some of the merch, of course, hit me up in the DMs. I got hats, beanies, dad hats, truckers, uh, bucket hats. Of course, got the t-shirts back there. New new colors coming soon. New hat colors coming real soon. I got the blues, the yellows, a lot of the colors you ain't seen. Um, I got those coming. New beanies and all that stuff. So um, be ready for that. Get you guys some beautiful struggle as well. Beautifulstruggle.com. Get you guys some workout gear, some hats, essence as well. Check them out. It's a bunch of businesses uh, my family got going on over here. So make sure to check those out. Um, what else we got? More content coming soon. Um, of course, we got Amaya, Anissa, and Ashley, a uh, Awash coming on here soon, getting some stuff out here. And of course, we got to talk some pop culture because Andor is out. Um, a bunch of shows are out that I want to talk about. The Dahmer documentary, I haven't talked about that with nobody yet. So I got to get some guests out here to bounce some ideas off of so we can get a back and forth going so it's not just me kind of rambling every time. I know I say that every time. But uh, yeah, as of now, before the sports equinox hits in October, I'm going to be talking a lot of NFL and a lot of fantasy football and kind of sprinkling in the pop culture topics at the end so I can get you guys, those who don't really care about sports, still a little bit of something there at the end. Um, but if there is something you guys want to hear, don't be afraid to hit me up in the uh, DM. If you want to be in the podcast, hit me up in the DMs as well. Just come on, you know what I'm saying? I'm down to spread the love. I'm down to have a conversation with anybody. You got businesses to promote. You got anything you guys want to talk about, just hit me up and I'm more than happy to have you on. It's the Best of Bias podcast. And it's like, this is the part of the podcast. I like to let them know where they can find my podcast theme song at. At the end of the podcast. And it's right here. Y'all have a good Friday. Yeah. It's the best, uh, best of bias. You need the earful. You should try us. From pop culture to the movies to Unitas. It's the best, uh, best of bias. Uh, your best of bias. Yeah.